Welcome to Respect Life Radio. My name is Deacon Jeff Bennett with Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Denver. And today our special guest is Carrie Savage, manager of the Kinship and Senior Services programs at Catholic Charities. Now, I'm going to bet most of you listening today have zero idea what kinship is. If you do, you win a cookie. But maybe Carrie can give us what is kinship, and we can really talk about once we figure out what it is, how important it is and how common it is. So, can Carrie, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. So what is kinship services? So kinship services, in a nutshell, um, would be a relative raising a relative's child. We most commonly see grandparents raising grandchildren, but we also have aunts and uncles, cousins, um, and they don't have to be blood-related. We can call them a psychological kin, and they have a special relationship with the child. So maybe a godparent would be an example of that. Okay. But most commonly grandparents. And so that's what you see from, the, from most of the people that you serve, correct? Yes, yes. So what kind of services do you provide before we get into maybe some of the particulars? What kind of services do you provide for those that are taking care of someone else's children? Sure. So we run monthly groups. We have eight in total, and we serve the five uh, major Denver Metro counties. So um, we try to cover as much of the state of Colorado as possible. And in those monthly groups, we um, share stories. We kind of troubleshoot of what's going on with the kids. Um, And really, it's just support and creating a community for those caregivers. And we try to pick up where maybe some of the other financial services or benefits they're getting don't um, you know have as much support or staff to do that support piece so that's our rule so for especially if you're talking grandparents most of them are going to be on a fixed income correct you know they're ready they're retired and then all of a sudden it's like hey by the way we have this present for you right we have these three children or because it can be anywhere I, I was at a function just with you the other day and uh, one of your uh, kinship People was telling me they have eight children. One of the grandparents has eight grandchildren that she's watching. Yep. Yeah, there's kind of a running joke um, in the kinship field that for my 65th birthday, I got a (laughs) two-year-old. So that's definitely a common scenario um, for our caregivers. But yes, some of them have only two. um, And I know that sounds still a lot, and it is. um, But yes, we have families that have up to eight kids. So the conversation I was having with her, because we watch our grandchild most of the time, so I feel like a kinship parent. Sure. Um, And I was like, boy, you know, it'd be nice to have more than one, Mm -hmm. because a three-year-old without a playmate, you become his playmate. Yes. And that's when uh, she said, well, I have eight, so I shut up immediately. (laughs) And, uh, you know... Not not wishing for any more, but, sure. uh, you know, it is such a blessing for those children who get the opportunity to have a loving uh, family member take care of them. It, it does help in the continuity piece of it. They probably know them ahead of time. Yes. Um, so that I got to imagine that at least the transition isn't as dramatic as it would be for maybe a foster child or something like that. Is that correct? Yes, I would agree with that. It's definitely, um, I mean, these kids have been through traumatic things, but it's definitely helpful to have a grandparent there that can support them and love them unconditionally. And they know a lot about their family history, which oftentimes in foster care, you don't. Um, So that's a a nice component that, you know, people can tell them maybe about their parent when they were younger, or they can tell them about an aunt or uncle 
uncle they haven't met. Um, so yeah, keeping that family connection is crucial. Yeah, that's that's actually an important point. I mean, knowing the history of a child mm-hmm. is huge. Absolutely. And you know, it's not all because parents, the the previous parents were horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be somebody died or something Absolutely. along those lines. Right. But for those that you know were brought up maybe in an environment of drugs and alcohol you have a little more appreciation for the child, maybe right. what they've gone through, the trauma they've gone through. Yep, definitely. And maybe they've been born with drugs in their system. You don't know how that affects mm-hmm. them developmentally. Right. So to know all that, I would imagine as a grandparent, and actually I am one and have had experienced those, it does give you a little different perspective right. and more patience. Right, yeah. So, definitely. you know, it's interesting, you know, to see that room that we were at the other day was packed with mm-hmm. people. And I know not everybody that you serve showed up for that. Right. Uh, how common is it for, mm-hmm. and we'll just say grandparents, but we, you know, we know that it's other relatives as right. well. Uh, how off, how common is it for relatives to be raising their children? Um, so it's definitely a growing trend in Colorado and nationally. Um, in Colorado, there's over 30,000 children um, that are in kinship care. Um, and a lot of those caregivers are over the age of 60 um, or 65, right. even older. Um, and nationally, it's about 4% of all children um, across the United States are in a kinship care situation. Um, I know in Colorado, also a lot of departments of human services try to find kinship care and family first before placing in foster care. So there's actually been kind of a, a switch of the numbers um, in foster care compared to kinship. It's more now in kinship, which is great to keep them with Well, family. that's the way it should be. Yes, right? definitely. So you've been doing it for how long? Um, I've been doing the kinship program for about eight years. Have you noticed an increase in demand for kinship assistance? Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's been a, a big um, increase. And I think we're seeing some that are older, but we're also seeing grandparents or other relatives who are younger as well, which is kind of a unique you know, situation. You're not maybe the age of the rest of the um, parents that have kids in, in the class, but you're kind of not maybe a senior yet. So you're right in between. So it can be a very unique role. Are you describing me? <laughs> it, so- it sounds like it because I wrestle around on the floor and I, I get a lot more bruises and hurt than I did when my kids were with sure, me. Sure, sure. I can only imagine adding another 10, 20 years to yeah. me. I'll probably be in traction. Yes, definitely. Uh, yeah. but Energy is, level is a different perspective. It's, it's totally different. My wife was telling me the other day, she's like, man, when I was home with the kids when I was in my 30s is a lot different than yes. adding another 20 or 30 years to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so it does impact, but it is, you know, it is such a blessing uh, for these children to have mm-hmm. uh, loving relatives watch over them. Absolutely. And to be honest, as a grandparent, and I can speak personally, we've seen pretty much everything raising our kids the first time. Sure. So the grandkids, for better or worse, aren't going to really be able to pull too many fast ones. That's very true, yes. And, uh, you know, our sympathy for crying, at least in my household, is not near as high as it <laughs> might have been 20 years ago. Sure, sure. So for better or worse, they uh, they they have a more experienced mm-hmm. uh, adult taking right. care of them, which isn't always a bad thing. Right, yeah. And, you know, it can be an adjustment, too, for a kid if they've been in a situation where there aren't a lot of rules or a lot of support and um you know that's just that unconditional love but 
you know, we show that too by providing structure for children. And that's a really key piece um, for our kids. And at first, they kind of push back and they resist. But I think once they know it's a stable, safe environment, that's really just helpful and really helps them thrive. Well, and I think all of us strive or thrive in structure. Yeah. Uh, even though we don't really like it. Right. <laughs> right. So I think that's <laughs> Might push I, back, I, I think that's a really uh, good point yep. to remind people. Yep. So have you dealt with people who have just recently gotten their kids like this is, mm-hmm. you know, their eyes are wide open. They're like, I, I just don't even know what happened. I don't even know where to go from here. How do you help somebody who's just been put in that situation as sure. a, as a parent? Sure. Yes, we definitely have some new families. We generally get um, in contact with a family maybe a few months into their situation. um, And we get referrals from a lot of different sources. Some people find us on their own. um, But yes, we definitely we've had some families one recently, I can think of um, an aunt and uncle, and they actually went to another state to um, kind of make amends, I guess, and and kind of close their story with a sibling and found there was a child there that needed their support and needed their love. Um, and so kind of just turned their life upside down, um, as many of our caregivers have done, and really have stepped up to the plate for this um, this teenager. And, you know, it's it's been kind of a rocky road, but once she found us, she's really just felt like she's been heard. Um, and she has a community now. I think, you know, like I mentioned before, you're in a very unique role. And so you don't quite fit in in one place or another. And so she's able to come to our groups and she's able to share stories that to others might seem kind of off the wall. But everybody in the room just shakes their head and goes, yep, I've been there. Um, You know, and so just to know that she's not alone and this isn't something that's, you know, totally just nobody's ever experienced this before um, has really been a huge help to her. Um, She was able to go to our conference that we host every year, the Relatives Raising Children Conference, um, which is people from all across the state. So it was a nice um, way for her to see you're not alone in this. And there's well, all a lot of people, people. <laughs> probably think they are. Absolutely. Right. I mean, they think, man, my family's the only one who has problems. Yes. I'm the only grandparent. Right. They couldn't be further from the truth. Absolutely. So to, I, I, I agree. I think knowing that there's a network and, mm-hmm. and groups out there to help you. Right. Uh, and commiserate with you, right? right. There's nothing you're going to, somebody's probably going to tell you that you probably haven't heard. Absolutely. Um, can be very comforting. Right. So you mentioned you get referrals from all over the place, but mm-hmm. if somebody's listening today mm-hmm. and wanted to receive some information or some services, sure. how, how best to contact you? So um, you can call us, um, you can look on our website and all of our information is there as well, but it's a very simple process. You call myself, you call my coworker, Carrie Lutz. Um, we'll just chat, chat with you and see, you know, what we can do to help. Um, and a lot of times it's that first call is just listening and just, you know, saying, here's here's your opportunity to voice what's happening. Um, and we'll we'll see if we can clear some of the confusion and, and maybe help you get connected with resources. But it's a very simple process. Okay, so what is the website? Sure, so it's ccdenver.org um, and you can find us um, under the Kinship Caregiver Services. Um, and then the phone number, um, we can also give that. So we do have Spanish-speaking services also. Oh, that's good to know. Um, so my phone number is 720-799-9254. And our Spanish-speaking staff, that's Carrie Lutz, um, her phone number is 720-799-9253. 
So it's good to have that, and we'll repeat that again at the end of the show, just so people are able to know how do I get help, whether it's happening to me or someone I know. It could be mm-hmm. a friend of mine, and all of a sudden they just uh, – Went from playing golf to getting triplets. <laughs> right. Uh, right. You know, that's that's really a big adjustment. Yep. And I think um, your point earlier about people thinking they're alone in doing this uh, couldn't be further from the truth. Yes. And, you know, the Lord gives us the gift of life. And these children really are gifts. And if we treat them as the gifts that they are, I mean, you know, there's no end to how well they could succeed or what they could do in life. Um, And you got to imagine any kid goes to bed in a home knowing he's loved just makes a huge difference. Absolutely. Absolutely. And knowing too, that even if he pushes back and he tests those boundaries, you're still going to love him anyway. Yes. And they all test. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) It's like, it's like bumper bowling. Yep. They they all got to test to make sure that it doesn't, there is no gutter. Um, But that, they are loved is, is really preeminent. And that, I think, really came, comes out whenever I see the families and talk to them. I, I have mm-hmm. yet to hear a grandparent or any relative raising a child saying, I don't want to be doing this. This is mm-hmm. too hard, blah, blah, blah. Yep. I mean, they all think that it's a blessing. I mean, they all talk Absolutely. about you know, how these children have progressed. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have any examples of that where you've been working with families for a while where a kid came in kind of like, you know, a wild animal and now is, you know, really doing well. Yeah, absolutely. We definitely were fortunate to have a lot of the families um, stay in our program for a while. And I've seen a lot of kids grow up in our program, which is a pretty cool thing to witness. Um, We definitely we have a family. There's um, two grandsons being raised by grandma um, and the boys. They're really just thriving. Um, One recently within the last year um, was made an Eagle Scout, which is a pretty cool accomplishment. No small achievement. No small achievement for sure. Um, And his grandma actually got the first ever award for um, for that organization for just her role as being um, a den mother and you know that that was really a great um, outlet for them and a great you know activity to keep them busy um, but yeah definitely we've had kids though really come out of their shells too you know once they're too um, able to come to a group where they're just with other kids and it's not you know oh I'm the kid that's being raised by my grandma or my aunt or I don't my parents I don't know where they're at um, and they can just come and play and be kids, um, they really just flourish and really um, come out of their shells. So it's really cool to see. That's great. You're listening to Respect Life Radio. Our special guest today is Carrie Savage, the manager of Kinship and Senior Services here at Catholic Charities. But we're really talking today about kinship, and that involves relatives, usually blood relatives, raising someone else's children, grandparents raising their grandchildren or whatever it may be. Um, And we just heard a story of how children can thrive when put into a loving environment. And that's, I mean, think about it. A grandmom, she's retired. Next thing you know, she's a den mother. I mean, you know, if you want to make the Lord laugh, tell him your plans. That's right. My guess is that would 
nowhere even on her radar. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think she thought when she was retired that she would be going to Boy Scout camp, um, you know, sleeping under the stars with a bunch of boys. But, you know, she's gone and hiked and done amazing things. And winning an award from the Boy Scouts on top of everything else. Absolutely. She's a great role model. Yeah, I mean, it really is, you know, to do this involves Mm self-sacrifice. Absolutely. You know, Christ sacrificed everything for us, including, including his life. And so to sacrifice, I, I got to imagine the pride that these parents have mm-hmm. when their kids succeed, knowing that they gave up a lot of their right. dreams sure. to be able to do this. Yep. really has to make them feel good inside. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a great moment when you see that a grandparent, you know, maybe they had kind of a rocky start with the situation, but then, you know, they get to a point where they say, I know that they're safe. I know that they're cared for and they're loved. And, you know, yeah, I've, I've sacrificed a lot, but, um, you know, I, I frequently see pictures of kids just really, you know, doing great things. Um, and so it's, it's cool to get to that point with families that you can just see that, yep, yeah, it's a lot of sacrifice. Sacrifice, but it's a lot of reward too. And that's why these I could see where these groups are just invaluable. If you're a new person coming in and you're talking to that one grandmother who yeah. helped her grandson become an Eagle Scout yeah. and do all these things, you can th- sit and think, man, what could I do? This, Absolutely. I mean, she's doing it. I could do it. And I, I saw some people when I go around, you know, they've been around a long time. Absolutely. You know, they're not all just 65 years Absolutely. old. Absolutely. No, we have a caregiver in her 90s. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yes. so uh, you know, there there is no limit right. uh, to how to share your love. Now, obviously, physically, I wouldn't see her probably sleeping <laughs> under the stars with Boy Scouts. Maybe not. <laughs> uh, but encouraging and mm-hmm. being there Absolutely. and supporting uh, is great. And I can see where these groups could really, somebody could come in kind of with their pants dragging yep. and leave you know, with a whole different attitude, Mm -hmm. you know, head Mm -hmm. held high. Hey, I'm going to do this and I'm not alone. Mm -hmm. Right. So people who are listening, how could they help? Is there a way, do you Mm -hmm. need volunteers? Do you need donations? What, what could somebody do Mm -hmm. who's listening today to help this ministry? Sure. So um, we've had a lot of gracious donors throughout the years, um, and we're really blessed to have all those donors that help us out. Um, some things that are kind of common um, needs that we kind of struggle to meet, um, helping with transportation. So whether it's um, purchasing a you know bus ticket book um, at the grocery store or maybe a monthly bus pass. Um, a lot of our kids don't use the school bus system. They don't have them at their schools. So they're taking RTD buses to get to school each morning. Um, you know, so that can be helpful or maybe a gas gift card. That's a huge thing. Um, we're always looking for low cost help with car repairs. Um, you know, sometimes you get a car that's maybe not the best shape um, and trying to keep it maintained and, and running can be a challenge. Um, so that's definitely something um, we're always looking for fun, um, educational and and just fun opportunities for our families to, to participate in. You know, it's just maybe something they can't afford, you know, they're trying to make kind of ends meet and they can't afford maybe to go to the museum, um, you know, or to go to a movie, something like that. So that's always a fun thing to do. Um, clothing donations are helpful, um, you know, or maybe a gift card to somewhere to get new shoes. Um, you know, as I'm sure a lot of, you know, kids grow out of clothes and shoes very fast. Way too um, fast. So Way trying to keep fast. up with that is, um, is kind of tricky. We try to do a lot too for our care 
caregivers, though, and, you know, make sure that they take care of themselves also. Um, so even if it's maybe like a gift card to get a massage or maybe if if you, you know, that's your field of work, um, if you want to come in and help us out with that, um, you know, just a few minutes of relaxation for our caregivers is huge. A little so bit goes a long way. somebody could come to a group. If yeah. they wanted to offer a particular service, yes, uh, which would be a good idea. Yeah, and if anybody is listening, and I mean, you listed a lot of things, but think about it: if you're 70 years old, you're probably not driving an SUV, right? Right. So having a car that would fit the mm-hmm. kids, especially if all of a sudden you got car seats, yes, yes, is no small feat. And we Absolutely. all know car repairs. I know my theory is. If I take a car in and it costs me less than 500 bucks, I think that's a win. Right, right. Um, I think I need to up that number because <laughs> the car, you know, just keeps getting more expensive. Yeah. Yeah. So you can just see everything in your life changes. Yes, absolutely. And especially think if you're buying diapers. Now, mm-hmm. we've had to do that in my family for the last two and a half years. And they charge you more and they give you less. I remember, yeah. you know, 30 <laughs> yeah. years ago, man, I used to think, wow, there's a lot of diapers. Yes. Now I'm like, what did you pay? And sure, there's only how many in there? Right. Well, and a lot of times when the kids come to our caregivers, they really don't have much with them. They might have the clothes on their back and maybe they have a couple other things. But a lot of times they don't have diapers. They don't have formula. Um, our caregivers sometimes don't have car seats. Or imagine, you know, maybe you're in a two bedroom apartment, maybe if you're lucky, and then they say, oh, here's a couple kids. And you're like, where am I going to have them sleep? They it's, like a giant sleep, sleep the it's like a giant sleepover Absolutely. for the rest of Every your night. life at that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, you're bringing up a lot of really good points that people you take for granted. Um, if you're a young parent, yeah, I'm just doing that. Sure. But when you get older, some of that stuff you just don't, you don't think about Absolutely. because you just did it and it gradually worked its way to a particular point. Now, right. all of a sudden... You're not starting gradually. You're right. starting all in. Absolutely. This isn't theory. This is reality. Right, right. And two, you might not know when you take in those kids if it's going to be for a few days or, you know, it might be a few years. Um, so, or yeah, forever. Or forever. Absolutely. So it's hard to know, you know, when you say, yep, I'll take the kids. What does that mean? And what does that look like? Well, and I know coming to one of the groups, you had somebody come who deals with the prison system. So, mm-hmm. absolutely. you know, it's not uncommon to have parents of these children actually in jail so Mm -hmm. now as a grandparent you're straddling kind of two worlds absolutely uh you know you don't want to throw the parents under the bus Mm -hmm. you may not want to know the kids know where they are depending on how old they are i mean it it could really be not only physically draining, but I would imagine mm-hmm. emotionally and Absolutely. intellectually draining. Absolutely. It definitely changes the family dynamics. If, you know, you think about it, that maybe your son or daughter um, or maybe, you know, another relative is the parent of these children. And, you know, maybe they've made some choices that aren't the best. Um, so how do you remain humble and how do you, you know, remain a good um role model for that child while really struggling with your own emotions of, you know, what am I going to do with this situation? Am I going to put these kids first or am I going to still be the mom to my my daughter or my son? And yeah, it's a fine line and it's it's hard to know, um, you know, some days what's the, the good choice to make on that. Well, I think it's a good thing to, to remind ourselves and you had mentioned earlier about self-care and I, you know, I you got to remind people, you know, how important prayer is and to take mm-hmm. time 
to make sure you fill yourself up. I mean, Mother Teresa would spend time in adoration and mass every day, and people would sometimes criticize her and say, hey, why aren't you out there helping those that are dying in the streets? And she said, look, if I don't fill myself with Christ, I have nothing to give them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So as a caregiver, you know, prayer and some quiet time, Mm -hmm. as much as you can find. (laughs) Right. uh, And maybe it's, you know, at bedtime when kids go to bed really is important. We got to recharge our batteries and and Christ is the ultimate recharger. Mm -hmm. Um, So I can see where faith probably plays a really important Mm -hmm. role Mm -hmm. for these grandparents to kind of move on. Have you seen that? Yeah, you know, it, it depends um, on each each individual. But yeah, we have people from all faiths and all backgrounds. But yes, I think there's a definite component of there's a higher power that needs to help me in this situation. I'm not going to have all the answers. I'm not going to know, you know, what to do maybe in every situation. So yeah, whatever, you know, higher power that is for that person. Absolutely. That's definitely a component. And, you know, too, I think, um, that that just that component of knowing you're not alone, um, you know, and whoever that might be for you that helps you with that, for sure. Well, and I would agree, right? We never are alone. I mean, that's what's great about right. uh, one of the things I always like to remind people is to read Psalm 139. We're never alone. Even the dark is as light as the day to the Lord. So we're not alone. And we need to remember that we've been we'll be given what we need to do what needs to be done. Sure. Uh, even though at times it can feel really overwhelming mm-hmm. um, and you almost wonder, you know, how am I going to pay for this or how am I going to pay for mm-hmm. that? Absolutely. Um, and then all of a sudden if you have medical issues or you mm-hmm. have, mm-hmm. who knows, you know, price of medicine, everything Absolutely. goes up. Living in Denver, Colorado or anywhere in Colorado right. isn't for those, for the faint of heart right. because everything's expensive. Yes, and it's not like they're going to be moved, you know, I'm just going to go buy a bigger house. Right. 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 I mean, yep. that's on a fixed income. You know, that's uh, whistling Dixie if mm-hmm. you think that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, we're talking to Carrie Savage, manager of Kinship and Senior Services. Uh, we've really been talking a lot about the need and the growing need uh, of relatives raising other relatives' children. For a large part, it is grandparents, but not always. Um, so in the last minute, you know, can you just remind people how can they contact you and, you know, what would that look like? Sure, absolutely. So it's really simple. Um, you can call and those numbers again are 720-799-9254. That's my number. And my coworker, Carrie Lutz, um, she's our Spanish speaking staff. Her number is 720-799-9253. You can also find us at the Catholic Charities website, ccdenver.org. And again, it's not only if you end up being a kinship parent, you may know one, mm-hmm. or Absolutely. you went through a nice list of needs that mm-hmm. people could really use. And if you have a service you want to offer or you financially can help some of these families kind of get over the hump, uh, call Carrie as well, because that's why she's there. Absolutely. Again, thanks for listening. You've been listening to Respect Life Radio, and this is Deacon Jeff Bennett. God bless. God bless.